Welcome to Mad Map, where Mark and Denzel make a podcast. We are your hosts, Mark Andre Alexander and Denzel Jobson. And this is where two young, beautiful Black North American men discuss relationships, identity, success, happiness, and much more. So let's begin. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Mad Map Podcast. How are you doing today, Mark? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing, brother? I'm well. I'm well. Thank you. Today, we want to talk about change and a lot of the change that we see in the world and really return to an idea we discussed in the first episode of this podcast, the idea of returning to yourself. In this season of Mad Map, we've had episodes where we've talked about accountability, promiscuity, self-deception, and a few other things that have been around these ideas of of self-awareness. People often use the term find yourself when you're feeling lost, but to find something means that it actually is lost or missing. Who you are, your sense of self, that thing that you're trying to return to in in being more self-aware, that sense of self is never lost. It's never missing. It's always within you, and it always has been within you. As we get older, for many of us, life, challenges, circumstances, external factors can make it more difficult to be ourselves. Because at one point or another, there may have been others or external factors that made us feel that who we were or our true selves weren't enough. As we got older, we sought the approval of others because we thought that other people could give us worthiness or praise or purpose or fulfillment. But no matter how much you try, that's never gonna come externally. And so remember the idea of returning to yourself is acknowledging your true conscious self, who you are. And when you do that, when you return to yourself, there you find the key components to live your fullest life and really achieve contentment and meaning. And why are we bringing this up today? Just look at the current events that we're seeing around us. This is August, 2021. We're still living through the pandemic. And here in the US and also across many countries, COVID cases are, tra- are starting to spike again. And there have been two really big examples of, I would say some phenomenon that we've seen in COVID. Number one, at least what sort of they're calling in the US market is the idea of the great resignation. Yes. Where since April, 2021 probably, millions of employees have quit their jobs, particularly Gen Z and millennials who are quitting to find new jobs that give them control of their schedules and also the opportunity to work remotely. Many employees of color are leaving workspaces that have felt discriminatory or toxic or where they just didn't feel valued or a sense of belonging. And across the board, people are also just demanding more fair compensation and benefits and standards of work because life is hard, life is expensive, and the cost of living continues to rise and rise and rise, and people are demanding fair and equitable pay. We're seeing this happen in the job and in the professional market across all aspects of the socioeconomic ladder. And then on the other side, in our personal lives, in COVID, we've seen this spike in breakup and divorces. Yes, right. And, right? And so you have a lot of people realizing they're not in a relationship that they wanted, 
or maybe a relationship changed in a way they didn't want it to be. And so the pandemic has really forced people to sit down and live with their decisions. And some have realized that many of the decisions that they've been in, whether it was a job or a relationship, could have been for one year, could have been for 10 years, could have been for 30 years, hmm. that maybe that's just not aligned with the life that they want. As people are starting to question who they are in this moment of great uncertainty and trying to identify what it is that they want and what really aligns with their values, number one, you, you need to know first what your values are. That's right. And then number two, you need to practice them. You need to live them out. You always have to remember through all the things in life, the ups and downs, the hills and valleys, the people, the jobs, the relationships, the only thing that's truly consistent is your relationship to yourself. Mm-hmm. The relationship to the self is here to stay. Yeah. And you really just have to anchor on not only return to yourself and know who that self is, but maybe how do you do that? How do you return to that self? And when you do how do you live a life that's aligned with that self? I think you're bringing uh, the concept of integrity. And you've said it. These are two really good examples. Uh, you know, the Great Rising Nation is funny because obviously the same thing is happening in Canada. And then the breakups, the divorces. COVID has allowed people to find the time to really reflect, sit down also with their decisions and, and figure out, okay, this is not the life I want. This is not the person I want to be with, whatever it is. This is not the job I want. So I want to change that. I think people want something that closely really aligns with who they are, with what they want, uh, with the life that they envision for themselves. But then, yeah, how you do that is, is, the, is the tough question, I think, because we live in a world that has so many, man, there's so many lies, fake news, um, temptations, uh, misinformation. And so it's hard sometimes to kind of cut through the clutter and, and, and all the noise and figure out, okay, well, what do I really want to do, you know? And who do I want to be? So I think for, for, us, our answer, I think, would be, well, walk with integrity. I think it's it's probably the number one step for someone to live a life that looks like the life that they want, right? But then what would be integrity? You know, what would be the, that, that definition? Again, I went to go and talk to Miriam Webster again, and they, they told me, well, Mark, the definition is something like this, quote, a firm adherence to a code of especially moral or artistic values. Uh, so it's like this, this idea of incorruptibility, end quote. So basically, I'd say, in my words, I think I'd say it's really about being honest with yourself uh, and others as well, right? And having strong moral principles. It's really practicing what you preach. It's like, you know, talking the talk, walking the walk, doing that work when no one's looking. I think this is, this is where it starts, right? And that's, that's, I think that's why we've seen so many changes in, in people's lives. I think people are getting closer and, and figuring out for themselves what they want. Uh, so I think it's a, it sounds like bad news, like the breakups and the divorces and the, the resignations and all the quitting of jobs. But I think part of it, I, I see a big part of it as being a very good thing for these individuals, right? As you mentioned, Mark, just seeing the positive, you can always change, right? We have this one beautiful life. And like we've talked about, no one knows when it will end. And so it is always in your best interest in the present moment to live that life that aligns. And as you mentioned, COVID has been this period of pause and reflection for many people to return to themselves and identify what it is that they may want. But then the hard part is, how do you live through that when there's so much distraction and so much temptation? And and the way to live into that, the way to live into yourself is, is, you know, to have, have integrity 
integrity really is it's a core quality to a successful and happy life mm-hmm. to have to have integrity you have to know who you are and what you stand for and it really will make you live more honestly yeah. and you know we just we just have to mention there that that doesn't always mean it'll be easy no right because you'll have to make hard decisions you'll have to sort of set and uphold a standard for yourself and then expect and then ask that of the of the people around you and so sometimes living with integrity will mean making some changes to your life and that what what is known what is consistent what is familiar feels yeah. comfortable yeah and sometimes you have to lean into discomfort to really embrace the kind of change yeah. that we deep down say we want for ourselves that's the thing right yeah i think i just want to add to that because i think you, you've 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 said it a lot of these some of these decisions will be tough right because you and i it kind of brings back an article I read from, uh, I think her name is Amy Reese uh, Anderson, uh, Forbes article. She was writing about integrity. And one thing that she she mentioned was this basically being dishonest or, or not being a person of integrity is, is basically you wanting instant gratification the moment, not something that you, you know, and basically this instant gratification is is not going to last, right? Mm-hmm. All the success, the the flashy things and the, it's easy, but integrity is forever, right? So well, one really tip that she gave to some to, to people, word of advice was if you're really thriving and I mean, striving for a reputation of integrity, you need to avoid, you know, people and those who are not trustworthy. And, and so meaning there might be friends, people around you, family members who might be these people. And you have to make these hard decisions of, of creating a um, some space between these between you and these people. And so it's, it's really not easy. That's just one example of, of how you can find integrity. Right. Um, and cutting the noise out. So it's really not easy. Definitely. And we've talked about this also, but dishonesty and lies also will, in doing those, particularly repeatedly, you'll create a false narrative of yourself and who you are. And you create that false narrative, not only for you, but for the people Mm -hmm. around you. Mm -hmm. And so you only continue to live a life that's disingenuous, right? And isn't authentic to who you are. And you get further and further away from that idea of the self and what it is would truly bring you happy. Mm-hmm. And then it just becomes even harder. And like you mentioned, the, the studies and the research shows, Mark, people who are honest with not only themselves, but their loved ones mm-hmm. are also more likely to be happy. Yeah. And in the professional world, integrity is highly valued. And people yes, with yes. integrity are more likely to be considered for leadership and for promotion. And so while these things are definitely difficult, they really do lead to a, a life with a greater sense of fulfillment and purpose. And on that note, you also attract other people who are full of integrity, right? Um, I think people see it, you, you create trust. I guess it can be in the professional world, but also personal world. You, you, in your personal life, you create trust with people. They see what your values are about and they say you live them every day that has this magnet effect that is great. And again, the reason why you should try to break off or at least create some, avoid these non-trustworthy people is because these can be bad influences on you. Because I tried, I tried to answer that question, right? You know, we talked about, okay, well, first of all, you need to know what your values are and then live them. Um, so when I think of like, you know, what are my core values or what are, you know, your core values, Denzel? I do wonder, right? Because I don't think we, we ask these questions often and sit down with ourselves and, and really try to, you know, come up with a list 
of like, okay, what are my top 10 or five, whatever it is, values. Um, but I try to do that, that um, exercise. And for me, definitely open-mindedness is, is super important for me. Um, you know, I think of authenticity, someone who is, in a way, I think authenticity comes with, with truth, not lying to yourself, to yourself or to others being, you know, how are you feeling right now? You're just showing it to the person sense of humor. That's a, you know, that's who I am. I really like people who can laugh about things and not take things too seriously all the time. Obviously there's some, you know, exceptions, but optimism, respect. So these are, are, are like some of the few, for me, very important core values. And I think I try to live them and I also try to see the people around me. I want them to also embody these, these different values as well. So I try to surround myself with, with people like that as well. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm curious to, to hear you on, on that too. If you have yeah. the same or different or Definitely. And I, I would just take a, a step back and say, well, um, why even have core values? Right. And I think yeah, the yeah. core values, they reflect the way you show up in your everyday life and, and the decisions that you make. For example, we we see our society's core values by sort of what our society positions. You know, we talked about in COVID mm-hmm. society and our governments called certain people essential oh, teachers. Yes nurses, you know, um, a lot of frontline workers, mm-hmm. but we didn't pay them. No, you know, we didn't, we didn't compensate them in a way that reflected this quote unquote value of being essential. So we can oftentimes point to so many examples of society where other people, governments, leaders, politicians don't follow up on their values, mm-hmm. but we're not so good at doing that internally. We're not so good at asking ourselves, what what are our values and do we maintain them, especially in times of challenge, confusion, and uncertainty? And I think the beauty of values is they're important because they help you navigate those times. You know, when you don't know what to do, you can turn to your values. And that's why it's important to have strong values. And sort of similar to what you said, Mark, for many people, values are rooted in morality, right? So it's justice, truth patience, discipline, you know, a a lot of these things. And and I definitely identify with many of those as well. I think though, what happens a lot on an individual level is we create a list of values we want from a partner or we want from people around us. We don't think about what are the values we should embody ourselves ourselves, and we'll create a list for somebody else Mm. And we'll ask other people to be things that we're not prepared to be ourselves. Exactly. You know, like we'll say, I, I personally, I think a lot of men say this, I want an ambitious woman. And ambition can look many different ways. It doesn't always have to be about having a really high paying job, but we'll say, I want an ambitious woman or I want loyal. an ambitious partner or a loyal, someone who's loyal. Yeah. And are you yourself loyal? Are you yourself ambitious? And again, your core values hard to live into very difficult and sometimes you have to ask yourself you mentioned this earlier mark when you're really leaning into your values and you're trying to live a life with integrity it might mean leaving a painful relationship it might mean leaving a job it might mean admitting when you've done something wrong mm-hmm. you know like when you really stop when's the last time you apologize to someone and i don't apologize ever i'm never wrong Black men are never wrong. (laughs) And I think this goes back to sort of what you described earlier about just being surrounded by so many lies. Mm -hmm. We we live in a world where everyone's lying and it seems like lying is the way to get ahead. 
like you mentioned, when you lie, you get instant gratification, mm -hmm. but life is an instant, right? Life is, is a marathon. And I think people, we struggle with denying what feels good in the moment for what will be greater down the line. Yeah. And, and that's, that's tough. And that is where your core values can come in and really help you get to that person that you want to be in the future. I agree. I think, and that's, I think it's, and I'm happy we're having this conversation because it's, you touched on a lot of important points here. One of them being that core values allow you to have a roadmap of kind of your personal, uh, who you are really. And so in a way I think of track and how sports and track and field in particular, for me, it, it's, you know, track is a, and most sports are, it's a long, it's a, it's a long, it's, you played a long game, right? You, you just know that you doing these you know, the practice today and tomorrow will help you in two, three years to, 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 you know, get a better personal best time. Right. Because I th when I think of, of, of values, it's really about you having a roadmap of, okay, who, who, who are you about? You know, uh, who is the person you want to be in life? And, and, and these values will show you kind of the way and the main, at least the main important, like the really important points. I wonder how many people ask themselves these questions, you know, the, the, what are my core values? Am I living them? Um, yes, no, why not? Like, so, can I add to your sports? Yes, yes, program? please do. Yeah, go ahead. Because I want to point out, it's a beautiful example. I think sports, particularly track, is a great way to think about how do you avoid the temptation of instant gratification for mm -hmm. success down the line? Exactly. Something even deeper within that is the, the value there is work ethic. You yeah. and I were college athletes and you hear the professional athletes talk about all the, about this all the time. You had to say no to the parties. Mm -hmm. When your friends were going out, you had to say, no, I'm going to prioritize getting eight hours of sleep. Or I'm going to prioritize getting in like square meals and focus on my nutrition. Yeah. Or I'm going to put in that other workout. Or I'm going to go to the, you know, the personal trainer to get in like a stretching or a rehab session. Everyone's partying. Everyone's having fun. Everyone's like sleeping around. Not every athlete makes it, right? Not every athlete makes it through high school. Not every athlete makes it through college. And very, very few athletes make it to the pro level. And so just realizing, I think sports are a great example of any, any if you like sports, any person you see who is thriving in their sport at the professional level, they have had to make so many personal sacrifices yeah. to get there along the way. You hear Kobe Bryant would talk about this all the time when you reach a point where it doesn't even feel like sacrifice, mm. right? Like you are so in love with the game of basketball. You're so in love with developing your craft and being the best person that you can be that going to that party to like maybe drink or do some drugs or hang out with people. Yeah. It no longer feels like a sacrifice. It may, if you're surrounding yourself with people where that's all they do. Yeah. You know, if the people who are around you, your accountability circle are behaving in ways that maybe don't align to who you are and what you want, you're always going to feel like you're sacrificing something. Kobe is basically saying that these decisions that he had to make that, you know, for maybe maybe many people would be difficult were becoming less and less so for him because then because of these for him it was a passion it was the strong love and passion and respect for the sport but he saw also saw it as a long game as something that he knows he wants to achieve greatness and that is going to take time so the everyday struggle is requiring a lot of tough decisions that but knowing what the goal is the end goal is these decisions are become easier right they don't, they don't look like sacrifice anymore and so i think that's why when you have these when you have core values and you what you well, basically when you know what your core values are 
it sets you up for the future because you know, okay, this is the man or the woman or the person I want to look like and be. Mm -hmm. I know I have it in me. These are really important things and, and basis for, for me, for myself, for my life. Uh, so these everyday decisions can and will be tough, but I know it's for achieving a, a greater good, uh, yeah, which is same. being comfortable and happy and content with myself. And Kobe's, you mentioned end goal, which is so important. Like, what is your end goal? It's us. It's easy for us to look in retrospect at Kobe's career, but he has said his end goal wasn't to win five rings, right? Like if you're, if you're 18 and you say, I want to bring win five rings and it, that's an incredible amount of pressure. His end goal was just to be the best basketball player that he could because he loved the sport so much. And so also thinking about not only what's your end goal, but what's the right orientation or frame to that end goal mm. is it is a right end goal and and it's you and i can't say what's right for someone else but there's a difference between saying i want to be wealthy and have all the money in the world versus i want to do work that i enjoy and feel inspired by and just yeah. show up every day and feel fulfilled two yeah. very different things i agree and they can have similar outcomes yeah for sure and it's in the way it makes me you know it makes me um wonder how kind of the consequences right of, of when you lack integrity and i have a few example in, examples in mind one i think social media is a big uh, hodgepodge of fake representations of the self you know you just show a small little sliver of, of who you are only the good if sometimes it's not even the real good it's like just a completely fake thing uh, the idea of fake it till you make it, I think you see a, you see it a lot uh, in social media. Uh, you see these these people, you know, they're flashing, you know, on, they're on planes and private jets and and wearing whatever design of clothing. I'm like, man, that looks like they they made it, right? But then you don't know that they are just they just know the right people, right? They just they're in the right place in the right time, and they just are showing something that really is not their real life. But then they're portraying it to the world, and then that's and again we're talking about temptations and. This is one of them, right? When you keep seeing other people living a fake life, I mean, we can talk about like filters, right? Sur surgery, photoshopping, your, your pictures, you, you're looking at, you're not even looking at reality anymore, but yet then you don't know and you think it is reality. Mm. Like, I, it's funny because I remember, you know, with my girlfriend, we've been talking a lot about social media the last couple, last year or so, and she really opened my mind to the world of, of plastic surgery and how it just sometimes doesn't even look like someone has it. But because again, people don't talk about it, right? But you not knowing doesn't mean that it's not happening. So then if you go on social media and you see all that's going on and you, you, you really take it at face value and think this is the truth, well, man, that's why it leads to so many people having mental health problems, people really going, having kind of body dysmorphia. They feel like they're not enough. They don't look enough and they go and, and really go under the knife and, and do crazy things with their bodies. And so it's tough. And, and, and again, social media is full of that and really seeking that external validation for, for jobs, relationships, feeling, you know, looking good, feeling good. It's, it's tough. And I know myself, I'm not a big social media person, but I look at my younger siblings and other friends of mine and I just see that it can affect people so like so easily and, and, and it's hard but i think it, it's easier when you do have some integrity and when you well when i'm not saying that people who have social media don't have integrity but i think when you have some core values um and you see what social media is about i think it's easier to have that distance between what you see and what and how you feel right i think another example could be religion you know sometimes i think religion can can be a proponent of a lot of great values great elements in life, how to be really a good human being in the world. But sometimes the interpretation that people can have of religions, to me, seems to be the complete opposite. You know, when you think of the Catholic Church with, 
with what's happening with sex abuse, right? This is, we see it often, we hear it often. So when, you know, when a, a preacher is, is saying something, but then beyond closed doors doing something else, how can you trust that person, right? Um, or even with slavery, that for a long time, ca- the, the Catholic Church was backing up slavery, right? It was an excuse to go and conquer other 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 places. So there's a bunch of, of other examples like that, but it's all distraction. I think without integrity, it's hard to get through that, right? To, to see what the truth is and, and learn learn what, what the truth is. I mean, that's so important. And I like what you hinted at earlier is, it's not to say if you make a bad decision, you don't have a life of integrity. I think of integrity as, you know, in, in math, you learn about like asymptotes. Yeah. It's when, uh, like, you know, I, I have not been in a math class in a long time, but it's the idea of you're always reaching towards something, but you can actually never get there, like infinity. You're, all, you're always striving, but you're never going to get there. And so the real work is in the journey. Yeah, We are all going to make mistakes. We're all going to fall down. But it is remembering that these, like you mentioned earlier, these things are a roadmap and they can help guide us in challenging moments, such as in this world of not just social media, but lies have always been here. Mm-hmm. I look at like the U.S. 2020 election. Right. I mean, talk about it. like that was the first time that misinformation was really sort of used as, as broadly as it was. But we've always seen it. I mean, I think about hip hop and rap, you know, the, the rappers have always rented those cars and, you know, like paid for the dancers and rented all the chains. There's always been this idea of putting out this fake image because that's what sells. And it's it's not just rap. It's not just social media. People do it at work. Fake it till you make it. People, people do it to get significant others. Mm-hmm. Dress in a certain way. Talk a certain way. Present yourself a certain way to date a certain Her, person. Skims and all these. Uh, exactly. Makeup, you know. But the challenge is. Yeah. When you get all those things, then you have to maintain it. Yeah. You have to maintain that false self that you've put out there because that's what people come to know you for. And that's what people want from you. Yeah. And so yeah. now people want this thing from you that you don't even want from yourself. Hmm. And, and you've got to live in this continual dissonance. Yeah. Between like your sort of internal self and what you want and the external world that you've, that you've created. And it's, it's, it's tough and we all have to work through it. I think, you know, you mentioned consequences of sometimes where we may not lean into integrity and really follow through on our core values. I think in my own life, I've always grown up where a strong core value for me was family. Mm-hmm. I think for two reasons. Number one, being children of immigrants, I grew up in a really big, tight-knit family. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a house of like 14 people. Yeah. You know the quote, it takes a village. Mm-hmm. Like I grew up in a village. So I had a lot of care, a lot of love, a lot of support, a lot of people in the household. And so always knew family was really strong, really important to me. But at the same time, we talked about some of these things earlier, also grew up in a family where there was so much infidelity, where very, very few children grew up in a household where both the mother and the father were present. You know, there's a lot of infidelity, a lot of like kids across relationships and marriages, mostly half siblings. And you created these sort of split households where kids would be spending time, cousins be spending time, maybe sometime at dad's, sometime at mom, sometime at grandma's, depending on financial situation and things like that. Because mm-hmm. also having kids across multiple families and households is also very expensive, yeah. right? And for some people, a parent may not have been around at all. Mm-hmm. So on one hand, I was grateful to have all this family around. 
But on the other hand, I also realized the importance of having a strong, close-knit family structure that is rooted in trust and fidelity and emotional support. Yeah, and a yeah. lot of that takes honesty. And so then as, as I got older, particularly you talk about college, temptation, and all these things, I've really had to struggle with this value of family, which is going to require vulnerability, trust, transparency, fidelity, openness, versus this sort of, I think, world that we see that tells us as men, particularly Black men, play the field, live in, live into your temptation, be promiscuous, because, you know, there, there's no accountability for us, do what you want. And this isn't for me to say choosing a life where you're sleeping around or being promiscuous is a good or a bad. That's not something that you, Mark or I can really say here. But for me, that lifestyle, leaning into those temptations, doesn't align to this value that I want to have for myself, that is to be a family man and to be rooted in a, in a, in a core nuclear family and community. And there are consequences of, of promiscuity, living a lifestyle where you are constantly trying to hook up with people or partying all the time. There are consequences of those things. And some of those consequences are irreversible, whether it's fathering children. You know what I mean? Because I think about that all the time. All it takes is, despite as safe as we all think we might like to be or we are, all it takes is one time and then boom, I may already be in a situation where I have repeated the very same examples yeah. that I said I was trying to get away from. Yeah. On that family example, I, I think of, I guess, two things. One, on the kind of topic of infid infidelity, you know, my family, born and raised, they were born and raised in Haiti, very Christian, Catholic family. It's funny, I guess I realized I've never addressed these things, but because I think of some of my family members who have had multiple kids with different people, right? And in and out of the of marriage. And so to me, when I know that they've been raised in a very, you know, very religious setting, and then they seem to have not practiced what they have learned and preached and what they believe in, I do wonder how they feel like, do they, how would they answer these, these questions? If I went over and asked them, hey, this, I know this and this happened in your past, you know, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like you are still a person of integrity or not? Or was there just a little blip or so it's, it brings a lot of questions to me, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. I do wonder how, how people, how my family, some of my family members who are in this situation would feel. Um, you, that's a good point. And what you made me think about is earlier, we talked about in life and in the world, we, we talked about the church, the priests, what happens when we see someone who doesn't practice what they preach and how we feel about that. But you're right. What happens when we see our own family members, our own parents, yeah, yeah. our own immediate friends not practicing what, what they preach? We might feel disappointed. We might feel frustrated. It might impact our relationship with that person. You know, we live in a world where lots of people have estranged relationships from their parents. And so thinking about that dynamic, then imagine what it must be like for the people around us when we ourselves don't practice what we preach. Yeah. You know, we must foster that same disappointment or frustration or sense of confusion. I, I heard a quote the other day. It's kind of scary. And it said, you are the five people you spend most of your time with. That's right. And if you sit down and you ask yourself, one, two, three, four, five, who are the five people you spend most of your time with? And how, and how does that make you feel to think that you are a reflection of those people?
because we are we are a social species we that's just what we do we thrive in social community we 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 do that there's like a bit of interdependence where you start to it's you know sort of like when they say when people have been dating for a long time mark mark maybe you can talk about this they they start (laughs) to become the same and so then who you spend your time around becomes even more important yeah for sure and that's why Earlier, when I mentioned that article, when that the author says, hey, a word of advice, avoid people who are not trustworthy, avoid people who are not of integrity, they can rub off on you. You basically can be affected by these guys and become less of who you would like to be because of the surroundings of the maybe top five people who are around you. If four of them are, are bad influences, there's a good chance you, you over time will become that. So on that note, I having figured out a little bit more, okay, what are my really important core values? What do I, what do I want my life to look like? I had to make some decisions. And one of them was to knowing, you know, how my family is. And I, again, Hey, I love my family. They were amazing parents and they gave me all they could. But I think I realized, I think for me, for the, for, for my own health and, and happiness, I need to create some distance between, between us two, right. Between me and my family. And so that's, I think after that's, and that, that was a tough decision to, to realize, I find myself happier and f- more fulfilled when I do certain things that that allow me to basically have the space, right, to do what I want to do. I also have these conversations with, with uh, that I want to have, and sometimes my parents is not a, like the, the space where I can talk about these experiences or, or these these this, have these discussions. So to me, having created a little bit of a distance, I literally physical distance, I live in a different city than my parents, has allowed me to just take that space for myself and and own it and just become just feel more fulfilled, really. Uh, but it wasn't an easy decision. I think obviously my parents tell me, hey, Mark, come back home, do this and that. Like, come on, like it's cheaper. Like they always, they obviously find ways to learn me back home, but I just know what's good for me at this moment. And it's to uh, to have my own space, right? So that's one, you know, decision that that I made recently that shows, well, I see there's some things around me that are not aligning with my values. And so I'm going to act on that. And, and, and this was for me, that solution. That's a hard change. I, I think particularly for any child to grow up and realize the people who have been telling you what to do your whole life, all of a sudden you, you think a little bit differently. Yeah. And you have to make a decision or if you want to sort of live into that value, maybe you can change your parents, maybe you can't. But ultimately at the end of the day- I, can't, I know I can't change my parents. Yeah. At the end of the day, the only person that we know definitively that we can change is ourselves. Yeah. And like, Mark, you made a hard decision to say, you know, the lifestyle you want for yourself. You love your family, no bad blood, but you need to, to leave that household and mm-hmm. put yourself in a position to just live out your values yeah. and, and, and be happy. Yeah, I guess to conclude really on, on that, I think like we said at the top of the call, one, just knowing, have, making, just doing that work of, of knowing, discovering what are the important and values comes, I wish there was another word, because I think we've, we've used this word very, a lot today, but really what you have to know what your core values are, you know, what makes you take what you find really important in yourself first, and then really practice it, embody them. And then it'll allow you to also attract people like you, you know, when we talk about these top five people, I think you'll, you'll basically set a standard for yourself, really. And then it'll be easier for you to make these decisions that at first might look tough and difficult, but then knowing what the end goal looks like, like Kobe said, it'll, it'll become easier, right? It, it won't be a, um, it won't feel like it's a um, compromise, you know? Definitely, um, definitely. I would add to that too, in knowing your core values, there are many different ways to do that. Some people go to therapy, yeah. some people may 
talk to close confidants or people in their lives. But again, just return to yourself. Think on your childhood, think on your upbringing. There are experiences that you've had in your life that you know are not experiences you want to repeat in the future. Mm -hmm. There are things that people have done to you that you know you don't want to happen again in your future. And you can look to those examples, examples of like the greatest pain or the greatest joy. And like what was key in that example was was it something someone else did? Was it something you did? Was it an enabling factor? Was it something complacent about? Was it not living on one of your core values? And really you can use those because the reason why retaining to yourself is so important is we have our experiences, we have our memories, we have the feelings that we've felt and endured through the years and no one knows you better than yourself. Some people may try to convince you that they do, but no one had, you know, we talk about data no one has more data or input about you than you. You yeah. just got to return to that information and let it like inform your future. Yeah, no, that's right. And even, and you, you gave some really good examples here, but even having mentors, right? Maybe older people, people who are younger, wh- whoever it is, people who you look up to, people of principle, these people can guide you and help you answer these questions. So there's a lot of ways that, like, you know, you mentioned therapy and, and, and such. And so Again, I think remember that you're not alone in this. I think everybody is uh, on the same train. It's just um, it's just doing that work, right? Taking that time to do it. So, hey. Yeah, and I I love that everybody's on the same train. This this is a tough one, but I've I've heard a lot of people say, particularly people in the psychology world, that moving away from the notion that people are good or bad. Yes. Everybody does good and bad things. Yes, that's true. And people are all on the same train but we all have different stops. Mm-hmm. Some people will get there earlier. Some people will get there later. Mm-hmm. And it isn't about, oh, this person's bad. So I can't, I can't deal with them. It's right, that right. person, that person's train has a longer, has a longer destination than mine. I guess we're all shades of gray, huh? We're all shades of gray. <laughs> there we go. No black and white. Yeah. As uh, I'm pretty sure there's a, a book of a similar title. So, oh um, yeah, yeah. What kind of reading you've been doing, Mark? You have to let me know how it is. But yeah, you're right. We're we're all shades of gray, and I mean, I'd be remiss here if I I associate this quote with J. Cole, but I think it's been said a lot that every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. Hmm. This idea that the people that we might hold to a level of like moral uprightness, yeah, they've they've done some stuff. For you know sure. what I mean? And the people we look at as oh these terrible vile people have probably had moments of good, but I've also probably had a lot of bad happen to them in their life. Mm-hmm. And isn't that anything justifies behaviors, but just recognizing there aren't good and bad people. Everybody do, everybody acts in good and bad ways. Yeah. Hey, I think, I think you're touching on a super important and interesting topic here. But hey, I, I don't want to get too much in depth with this, but I, I really want us to, to have a, a conversation um, in the future with that. But um pretty much what we want you to leave with. It's just live with integrity. I think we'll help you again. It'll help you to return to yourself. And for that, I think it starts with, again, we, we, I know we mentioned knowing your core values and acting on them, living them, but also I think just becoming more self-aware, being just also honest with how you feel, with, with who you are, what you want to do and why. Uh, just being honest with yourself is, is another, another, another way. Um, and lastly, I think it's just, just live the life that you need to, that you need to live, right? Don't try to look at other people. And it's again, I say that, but I'm, you know, I'm at fault here. I, I do it all the time. It's t- t- tough to cut the noise, but focusing on what you truly want and and 
live that life for yourself and not try to not live someone else's life i think this is gold right this is this is yeah. uh this is how you get to uh closer to yourself on mark's last point of you know live the life you need to live and the key word is need because we all have wants mm -hmm. and so want is a big gray area word comparison is a thief of joy just off human nature we're always going to make comparisons oh they have this and they have that and i don't have all these things i want that and you've got to be able to discern between again the instant gratification yeah. a need versus a want like what do you ultimately need for your life for your end goals and how do you separate the really material maybe misaligned wants that are distractions are those things that will maybe give you the instant gratification but may take you away from what you ultimately need down the line and so we all have things that we think we want or things we may confuse as a need but they're not actually the things that serve us yeah but yeah li just live the life you need to live you know but on that note brother it's always a pleasure always have a good uh, have a good day man happy sunday take care guys peace peace thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed this episode of mad map where mark and denzel made a podcast be sure to subscribe so you're notified when new episodes are posted and please don't forget to rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends we want to hear from y'all so feel free to shoot us an email or you can always follow us on IG. So catch you guys on the next episode.